0: Welcome to Muse Views, the podcast for the Muse community, about the Muse community. Muse is a nonprofit education networking group for users of the Meditech electronic health record system. Here on our podcast, we chat with healthcare IT folks about ideas, opportunities, strategies, and solutions to improve work-life experiences and share views you can use. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, TJ Temple. Thank you for joining us today. Today on the podcast, I'm pleased to welcome Jonathan Morris, who is the IS Network and Support Manager at Citizens Memorial, located in Bolivar, Missouri. The team at Citizens are well-known in the Meditech community for using technology to its fullest potential, all while being willing to share their methods and successes with the MUSE Community Peer Group Meeting, which will take place April 19th. Today, Jonathan will share with us what it takes from a technical standpoint to support these notable successes Citizens has achieved. Jonathan, welcome to the podcast. Hello, how are you? Good. Thanks for being on today. I appreciate it. Yes. So for those of us that may not know, tell us a little bit about Citizens.
1: Yeah, so Citizens Memorial, we're located, um, I guess the hub is located in Bolivar, Missouri, which is southwest Missouri. We've got a acute care setting, 86-bed hospital, uh, med surge ICU, telemetry, birthplace, wellness, and uh, ER services. From there, we're unique, really, in that our care continuum goes beyond the walls of the hospital. So, uh, we also have long-term care facilities and we've got six of those, a resident care facility and 35 physician clinics.
0: And then talk to us a little bit about your EHR environment. Pretty much, is it Meditech in all those care settings or?
1: At Meditech in, uh, every care setting. Um, we went to Expanse in 2018 and I guess just recently in February, we are now on priority pack 40 and, uh, Plan right now is uh, moving to Priority Pack 44 this summer, and hopefully, ideally, moving to Expanse 2.2 or you know Web Nursing uh, this fall. Awesome. But those who have made the move know it's a it's a lot of work. It's a big lift to get there.
0: So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I follow your uh, I follow citizens on Facebook, and I see that you've got a pretty significant building project coming up as well. I'm sure that'll impact your your team from a infrastructure standpoint.
1: It is the big looming project and uh, uh, I guess uh, you know going to uh, uh, muse and uh, meeting our peers it's good to go know that uh, you can be in uh, a gr- good group of people that have been through this also. so um, yes, it is a new uh, basically bed tower that we're going to be building and uh, it will double almost. All of our care settings. So med surge will be doubling ICU telemetry, um, and probably the biggest need of all is our ER.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow! So and you'll you'll get to double your IT staff to support that too. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Definitely how it works. <laughs> right. So speaking of IT staff, let's talk a little bit about what it takes behind the scenes, and you know, kind of under your silo or your uh, responsibility to, to keep things running at citizens, obviously you've done some, um, pretty amazing things and received a lot of, you know, most wired awards and, and things like that. So, um, talk to us a little bit about the technical side, you know, who reports up to you and kind of your structure for support there.
1: Yeah. So here at citizens, um, I guess just briefly, we've got, um, of course our CIO, which is uh Sherry Montleone. from there, we have a CMIO. Um, Dr. Lou Harris is pretty well known in the muse community and, uh, I will say he is he is kind of our barometer here at uh, in the tech group. and uh, he's what you need. He is actually practicing. He is in the clinic, and uh, he is not afraid to tell you if things are running slow, if things are not performing, <laughs> how they should be, which is good. You know, you kind of get in your little bubble in i t of uh, user calls, and you know, it takes them three seconds to get to a screen and you're like, big deal, Like that's not too wow. long. and uh, you actually can sit down with him and see what that means to him is uh, pretty invaluable. So um, him being in our CMI role is uh, huge in setting our direction and again, just the true feeling of what's happening out there with our healthcare providers. From there, probably my equal is uh, our HCIS manager, Chad Cahow. He manages all of our Meditech specialists Currently we have 18 Meditech specialists and they're really broken up into different groups, Um, ambulatory team, acute team, rad lab, registration, the whole gamut. And they are really your liaisons between the healthcare team and Meditech. They are doing uh, all your build work, ensuring everything's working properly and definitely core to our operations here. My squad is uh, really the technical crew. So uh, who falls under me is our help desk, our tech groups, and our network administrators. So um, at CMH, we've got three that work the help desk. And uh, as you would expect, it's uh, users calling in with tickets, and they are the ones entering those and assigning to the appropriate staff. We've got five technicians. Your boots on the ground, your... I am out in every single facility and uh, ensuring that uh, everything is working properly out in the field. And then from there, it's the network administrators. Um, we call them network administrators. They're not uh, all networking guys by any means, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, this is a team of uh, telephony, security, you know, all of our infrastructure, third-party apps, packs, interfacing, the whole gamut there. Um, as you know, as you've done this before, it's it's more than Meditech. It's uh, it is a sprawling system that actually encompasses the patient record. It's not just Expanse for us. It's also you know supporting five six seven still. Um, it's mm-hmm. also supporting your PACS CPACS environment, your uh, scanning and I archiving systems, and from there, you know how do we move the data? Uh, the interface engines, the fax servers, SF. STPs and then just ensuring it is all performing and optimally set up so that uh, we can provide the best patient care here at Citizens.
0: Yeah. Wow. Sounds like you got a great team there. What about IT security? Does that fall under you or does that go straight to Sherry?
1: Security does, so it's it's kind of a hybrid. Um, Mm -hmm. It falls under me, but uh, very closely under Sherry also. Yes. um, uh, Surprise, surprise. I mean, uh, it is a main focus of ours. And uh, at Citizens, uh, I'd say our goal really is we try to meet uh, every other week and um, really with very precise goals for each month that uh, we want to accomplish and uh, constantly checking for exploits or vulnerabilities, you know, beyond the main exploits and vulnerabilities, I mean, the stuff, the work that people don't always know that goes on is uh, maintaining an accurate inventory, keeping up on that, um, you know, uh, ensuring that uh, the people that are entering our system are leaving our system are, you know, accounted for computers that uh, they have all of Everything that is running on them, we know what is on there and we dictate what goes on these devices. And, uh, you know, we don't do it from a, a perspective of uh, no, we don't want you to have this or no, you can't have it, that. But uh, the threat is real. I mean, there are so many community hospitals around us, so many hospitals in the United States that have just been affected by some security breach. And, uh, Sadly, it takes up a large portion of our focus, but uh, it's needed. So,
0: yeah, for sure. And you guys, uh, Citizens also hosts the EHR for a couple different hospitals, and you know, kind of have a, a broad-reaching uh, network outside of your town too. Talk to us a little bit about that setup.
1: Yes, so um, we support an FQHC and a critical access hospital. So yes, we've got OCHC and um, their main purpose really is you know, filling that gap that we can't provide and uh, helping the community in ways that, or care that we do not offer. So uh, one of the major things they do is dental care and really servicing our more rural communities, um, whether that be a actual brick and mortar building or they actually have a a bus or an rv that uh, you know Mm -hmm. travels around to the different schools and helps the children there Uh, Mm -hmm. ellet memorial is the critical access hospital it is just north of us about an hour away and uh back in 2015 i believe they were in need of basically meaningful use was uh, you know eating up a lot of those places that didn't have the i.t staff to be able to help support what meaningful use needed Mm -hmm. and we were able to Jump in, give assistance where needed. And uh, yeah, I think they've been thriving since.
0: And does your help desk team like have to go out there and do end-user support and, you know, device setup and that sort of thing? Or do you kind of outsource that? Or how's that setup work?
1: That is basically just another location for us. So Mm -hmm. um, yes, for both sites, we're under contract to provide pretty much full IT services for them. So um, ranging from... uh, their infrastructure, their setup, hosting, MetaTech in general, and all the way down to their PCs and printers. We do it all.
0: Okay. Very cool. So let's talk a little bit about uh, from the network and maybe backup side or our downtimes and patching and all of those things. So I, I know you have some clustering going on that minimizes your downtime. So uh, talk to us a little bit about that and then just kind of your approach for downtime. Obviously, there's Meditech servers that have to be dealt with, but then you've got you know, like you said, AD servers and Outlook and everything else that falls under your umbrella. So, talk to us a little bit on the maintenance side, what that looks like.
1: Yeah, so we try to schedule uh, maintenance about every couple months, and you know, just keeping up with uh, Windows patches and uh, uh, rebooting in general. And uh, obviously, gives us the time also to do stuff that uh, work on network closets or um, phone system. But for us with Expanse, we lost our downtime read-only EMR, which was a, a very it, w- it was a big component to uh, how we conducted downtimes and how we uh, uh, allowed users to still be able to access the system and uh, get at least that critical data that they need on the spots. But on the other hand, Expanse almost allows our users to still be in the system, even though we're having a downtime, which was very big. Yeah, you're not getting your uh, current data. No, data is not flowing between um, our PAC system or uh, those third-party apps into Expanse. But yes, for the most part, downtime is pretty minimal, not saying that doesn't come with users getting kicked out and having to log back in, or um, some slowness, just those little caveats that happen with it, but um, Expanse did help in that way. We are currently trying to uh, get ourselves back into a place where we have a good read-only EMR and yes, I wish MetaTech would come up with the solution, but as of right now, we're looking at a third-party company to do it. for. Clustering, I'd say probably the biggest use case for us that we like to use it for is uh, that on the fly, Um, we need to patch something, we need to try out this fix. And the beauty of it being able, you can do that during the middle of the day and uh, zero impact to the users. Or if there is any impact, it is very, very minimal. Yeah. So we, we love the clustering. Um, I think it works very well and we are fans of that. Um, uh, swing Space, uh, we've, we've struggled with it a little bit. Um, we tried to implement it to try to make our downtimes be as minimal as possible. But unfortunately, a lot of times it ends up meaning way more work, way more prep and not enough gain. So we've kind of abandoned using the Swing Space.
0: Oh, that, that's cool i mean getting to that cluster environment it's not easy either i mean there's a there's a financial you know investment obviously in, in adding some more servers and, and some, of, some of that stuff and then you know quite a significant setup as far as testing and you know making sure it works the first time and all that thing but but it sounds like it's worth it in the end if someone wants to pursue that
1: it is definitely worth it in the end and we are currently evaluating if we're going to do it for uh, uh we're looking at doing a test life split here in the mm-hmm. next priority pack that we get and uh Honestly, we've been trying to do the test life split for the last couple priority packs, and I think what uh, many sites are finding is it is hard. It is way harder than I thought it would be. And (laughs) I I think we've uh, learned our lesson now a couple of times that we have got to assign a owner to it, and that uh, we should almost assume that most of the responsibility should fall on us for getting a lot of the setup done. but. Clustering is one component we want to put into it, and uh, from there, it can just be a lot, and that's where you re- rely pretty heavily on your technical team and uh, working with your trusted partners and really your community. Um, I've actually been working with your old team, and uh, as I know, they've been struggling also with the test live split and trying to figure out just uh, how to get this thing done and uh, get us into a better
0: place. So. Yeah. Well, oh, cool. Thanks for sharing that. So let's shift gears a little bit. I know you guys do some pretty interesting stuff with uh, patient consumerism. And even though you're a technical guy and not really on the application side, I know you've had your hands in some of the the patient facing applications and, and offerings. So I know we don't have time to talk about all of them, but just pick one that's kind of a passion of yours or you think is really neat and tell us what Citizens is doing on that front.
1: Yeah, so I think one of the biggest pushes, uh, not only for us, but hopefully the nation in general, and I, I think a lot of this has been uh, kind of fast tracked by COVID, is yes, patient uh, consumerism, and uh, you know just kind of the the mindset of changing uh, the thought of these aren't patients; these are actually consumers, and we're here to serve them. It's not the opposite, and <laughs> uh, um, really trying to figure out ways to make. Uh, our care model more transparent to make the convenience of care much better and giving the patient uh, more empowerment. So I'd say probably the biggest projects we're working on, or, or I guess I'll, sit, I'll start with one I worked on years ago that really kind of started some of this was digital whiteboards in our acute setting and uh, really you know taking away the traditional marker board that was in there and getting a front facing digital sign in every single patient room right. that gives them truly current data That's um, cool. so the moment the nurse you know logs the, uh, their diet it instantly goes to the board yeah. anticipate a data discharge as soon as that is figured out the patient is in the know um, if they have any lab or rad results that are required, Literally, the second that it is posted into Meditech, it goes across over to the patient board, which is super cool. Um, And you know, of course, doesn't just help the patient, but um, a lot of times it's the caregiver in the room, it's the parent, it's the it's the mom, dad, daughter, whoever um, Mm -hmm. in there, and you know, gives them a better direction of uh, how to better care for their loved one. So. Loved working on that. And uh, I think we continually try to push that and try and make it better. And uh, we've got a team that, you know, is evaluating what could be on there and further push it on that side.
0: What kind of feedback have you gotten from patients on that? I mean, do they do they notice it? I mean, I'm sure they notice it, but like when they go to, you know, somewhere else around one of your competitors or something, do they? Wonder why they don't have a digital whiteboard or what kind of feedback do you get?
1: I have definitely gotten a lot of positive feedback from it. And I haven't heard as much as uh, going to the competition and why isn't it there, but more of a, wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> thanks for involving me. And uh, right. thanks for ensuring that uh, we know uh, what is happening here to our care. And right. uh, yeah, and it keeps people accountable. Uh, one component I didn't mention is, uh, uh, rounding. Um, I mean all this stuff is patient facing with no restriction. So right. if our physicians don't round, mm-hmm. it won't post it on there. Mm-hmm. and you know it makes us look bad. It's I mean right. we don't put it as a uh, a tool to uh, discipline by any means, but it, it's it keeps you accountable and keeps yeah. our health team healthcare team accountable.
0: Awesome. That's cool.
1: Beyond that, other big areas we're trying to focus on is uh, again, really on that convenience side. Um, you know, no one likes to hear. I took my dog to the groomer, and all I had to do was get on my app on my phone and I picked <laughs> what date and time I wanted to take them. And uh, uh, I didn't even have to talk to anybody, and I sure. scheduled it myself at my own time. So, you've got that side of it. And then people are like, okay, I'm g- coming to this super nice healthcare facility. And uh, wait, you're telling me uh, you guys don't have self registration, you don't have uh, online pay. Uh, I have to actually call in and talk to somebody and get transferred around. And, you know, it's just not, no one likes to do that anymore. And the generation that is coming up for sure does not want that they want yeah. to grab their phone, they want to go to our patient portal, select what time they want to be seen, and just taking those barriers out of the way and giving the power back to the patient, really.
0: Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. That's cool. It's it's pretty exciting to see what's happening in that space. And it's going to be a challenge for, you know, Healthcare seems to be always anywhere from two to ten years behind everything else. So it's going to be a challenge for IT teams to kind of keep up with that and meet that demand. But it sounds like you guys have a good strategy and, and are working towards that. So that's exciting.
1: Yes, it definitely is. And uh, that's really the name of the game for us right now is optimizing. Um, I don't want to say that we're necessarily trying to do more with less, but uh, we are, again, optimizing what we have and trying to put all of that focus into the patient.
0: Well, Jonathan, as we wrap up here, I always like to end the podcast with, on a personal note. So if you want to share anything, any books you're reading or podcasts you're listening to or anything exciting you got going in your life, you'd like to share?
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't want to say I'm like the most exciting guy in the world. And uh, yeah, I do like to continually try to push myself and learn, but uh I'd say right now, my big thing right now is I've got three kids, 14, 12, and nine, and uh, we're kind of right in the heart of all of their activities and uh, uh, just trying to put all the effort into getting them what they want or what they want to do. And my wife and I, I we say this every week that we really don't see each other until the weekend sometimes because it's, uh, yeah. you know, I get home, uh, one of us has taken a daughter to swim practice, another to <laughs> soccer another to gymnastics and uh, kind of splitting our time there. But um, beyond that, um, love golfing. We're big vacationers. We love to go on vacation. We love uh, the lake. We love being out on the boat. And uh, I think that time is priceless and something that uh, you've got to build out. Yes, in healthcare, you can definitely work yourself to death and you can uh, – <laughs> there's always going to be a problem. There is always going to be uh, emails to be answered and drawing that line and uh, carving out that time for yourself and uh, uh, your loved ones. So um, that's kind of what I'm about right now.
0: Cool, awesome. Well, on the golf front, have you watched the uh, the Netflix documentary? Was it called Swing It or? Full Swing. swing. Um, yeah, I was a Full big swing. fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it yet. It's pretty good though, huh? <laughs>
1: Now it's a cool show. And, uh, no, I those are always fun to get that, uh, kind of just, uh, peek inside the, yeah. the world they live. And, uh, yeah. we, we think of them as a superhero sometimes, and, uh, they're just everyday people that you see. <laughs> that's that's right.
0: Cool. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jonathan, thanks so much for your time today. And thanks for sharing everything that's going on at citizens and getting into the details. And, um, and I, I hope you know, anybody that's attending the upcoming Making It event will get to hear more of this from the citizens team and all the great stuff going on there. So thanks for your time and, and we appreciate you coming on.
1: Uh, yes, definitely. We're, we're excited for the Making It event. i excited for the upcoming uh, Muse event and again, very much appreciate you and uh, everything you're doing and thanks for reaching out and look to talking to you in the future.
0: Thanks for listening to Muse Views. Don't forget to rate and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcast fix. And visit museweb.org to join the podcast forum and for information about Muse.